All right. These are different times. I think for many of us, they're scary on certain times. There's a pandemic, there's economic regression, civil unrest, and all of this has trickled into the sports world that we here on, on the bench cover daily for you guys. And specifically, it's trickled into the Florida State world today. Uh, a lot of people are scared or confused, hurt, not sleeping well. Uh, I usually wake up for a few hours in the middle of the night and, and struggle to, to go back to bed. And that's what brings us to today's podcast. Uh, I woke up at 1.30 this morning to see a missed call from my co-host, Chris Nee, and a dozen text messages from him and, and Zach Blostein. And I slept through some really powerful comments and, and intense comments from Marvin Wilson, FSU star defensive tackle, comments that expressed anger and pain and, and frankly, a distrust that he had of, of Coach Mike Norvell in which he said that, that the coach lied about comments he made a couple days earlier to The Athletic about how he was handling things with his players in the wake of the death of George Floyd, uh, an, honor, an unarmed black man who, who died with a policeman's knee pressing into his neck. So this is powerful stuff that, that we've been dealing with as a country for for days now, and if you include the pandemic, months. Um, in our world, the sports world, we've seen the past few years, uh, more specifically though, the, the past few days have been empowerment of athletes, often black male athletes, and people are listening to them as they never really did before. Uh, the climate has shifted quickly and, and the days of you know, a news anchor insensitively telling an athlete to shut up and dribble, or, they're not gone, but those comments are going to met, be met with more resistance. And we saw that with the response of Drew Brees recently and his subsequent apology. And we saw that today with Marvin Wilson in Florida State. So this is On the Bench. I'm Brendan Sinone. Joining me today are Chris Nee, Josh Newberg, and, and we're going to recap what's been an incredibly emotional and exhausting 12 hours or so uh, for us, for the FSU fan base, and more importantly, Florida State players and, and, and coaches. Uh, I'm going to go over this chronologically. Chris, uh, welcome to On the Bench. I know you were, the, uh, you were awake and you haven't slept very much at all in the past 24 hours. Can you kind of break down from your perspective what basically what I'm talking about, what happened a little bit after midnight? Well, at 12, 13 a.m., Marvin Wilson fires off a tweet. It includes Tashawn Reed's tweet with the comment from uh, Coach Norvell from the day prior, about 36 hours prior, that was to the athletic. It was a notes app, no full quote. Uh, Marvin's comment was, man, this ish did not happen, man. Uh, we got a generated text that was sent to everybody. There was no one-on-one -on -one talk between us and Coach. This is a lie, and me and my teammates as a whole are outraged. And we will not be working out until further notice. Keep it at 100. Uh, the, we come to learn throughout this whole thing that the beginning of this statement probably had the biggest issue that brought about everything that's now happened over the last 15 or so hours. Uh, the beginning of Mike Norvell's statement, which was issued to the Athletics, specifically to Tashawn Reed on Tuesday, that caused the issue on Thursday a.m., it begins, we've had a lot of open communication with our team, our players, and our coaches. I went back and forth individually with every player this weekend. The word every player this weekend, every, is what I think ultimately caused the difference of opinion on how this was viewed, how it was discussed, and the fact that Marvin felt the need to speak out on it. Josh, how did you interpret this? You woke up a little bit after, uh, well, I guess in the morning at a, at a relatively normal hour and, and saw this all happening. In my world, that's a normal hour. Yeah, in your world, for you, yeah, should uh, provide context there. You're in bed at eight o'clock usually and awake by <laughs> by five a.m. Uh, <laughs> but you spoke with Deshaun, and I ended up I was texting with Deshaun last night, like at three a.m. Uh, my time, as this is happening. You talked to Deshaun, and 
I think that's let's start there because there was this initial response mm. where people were getting mad at Tashawn that like mm-hmm. he was instigating and and I did not view it that way. I thought he was actually. I'll let you, Josh. I think we we share similar sentiment here. Yeah, he put out on um, this was put out on June second. Uh, what Tashawn was doing was working on a larger story. So he had scheduled an interview with Mike Norvell, and then today he was going to have an interview with um, with Fuller that. And then he was going to put together a, a bigger story. But he thought that the quote that he had from Mike Norvell was was a good one, um, considering the current climate. And he put out just, you know, the direct quote. And Tashan told me, like, he was just going to going to sleep that night, um, going to get ready to work on the on the bigger picture story the next day. Found this quote from Mike Norvell, put it out. I can't understand why fans would be upset with him. Um, I mean, outside of just the fact that, you know, it was unfortunate that this gained traction and went the wrong way, but I don't, I don't see that he did anything wrong. Um, my interpretation of what happened was this was an embellishment by Mike Norvell in the way that he worded it. Um, I do believe, you know, he had interaction with some players, but not every player. And it was a mistake to do that, to say that, um, especially in the times when when it's kind of hard to communicate. As we know, communicating via social media isn't the best way to do things. And this kind of played out that way, uh, just the way it worked out. <clears throat> but I think Mike Norvell, the team, you know, they came together that this morning for the 9 a.m. meeting. We've seen the result of that. And in a weird way, I think they're closer as a team because of this. Yeah, I want to chronologically work to that and i'm kind of in a mm-hmm. similar mindset right now and, and for context for you people listening at home it's what 3 45 p.m right now so the day's still going on but as we're going through this it seems like this is kind of settled in a way that was ultimately productive and then that's when we get through but at this time chronologically as josh is waking up at 5 30 and probably a lot of other fsu fans who weren't up late they're waking up and and starting to see Marvin Wilson's comments, which I mean, how many retweets or likes is that at now? I mean, 30,000 or so. I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't it, seen it, but I'm sure Mike, Mike Norville's name was was trending nationally uh, at a very high level. And and that's in my mind when I read it last night. And I'm trying to start getting some context. And it's a weird time. I can't reach out to sources or anything like that. Everyone's sleeping. And in my mind, though, I know this is going to become a national story the next day. I think mm-hmm. we've all been doing that long enough to know. And sure enough, that's what happens. Uh, you see, like someone like ESPN's Bamani Jones, who who has been very vocal and and thoughtful in covering a lot of the race oriented issues. Like I've heard him on Levitard the last few days, and he's someone who comes on and has a perspective that is different than most people you hear in the media. And and so he's weighing in on it this morning, and that wasn't a surprise to me. And and Bamani Jones is saying. That basically, if if Norvell is lying, as Marvin Wilson is stating, he he may have to quit. And so we're looking this morning, like, I don't know, guys, are you thinking, to me, I'm thinking there's a really good chance that Mike Norvell, I don't know about loses his job, but loses the team pretty quickly. Uh, At least I didn't didn't ever think that was on the table. I didn't ever think his job was in jeopardy because it was really a, a semantics issue. A um, and it wasn't, you know, he didn't say anything disparaging to a group of people. Um, he didn't misread the room, as we've seen a lot of coaches and, and people do recently. This was a mistake on his part 
for using the word every. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't jump into the extreme category of job or team. I didn't think it reached that point. Obviously, it's not a good moment. It's not something that is about getting off on the right foot as you're still building this new relationship only six, seven months into being there. For me, it more came down to where's the disconnect, where's the issue that is causing Marvin to be this vocal. And I think very highly of Marvin Wilson. I think he's an intelligent young man. I know he's a leader, and I know he's a guy that cares about a whole hell of a lot more than just football. So I'm giving him all the benefit of the doubt, all the credit for what he's saying. But still, I'm shocked. When I saw it at 12, 13 a.m., I checked, no joke, half a dozen times to make sure this isn't some account that's not Marvin or you know, I'm just getting fooled by tired eyes. Like, right. under, understanding it was Marvin, I knew it was important. I texted mm-hmm. FSU at 1238 asking for comment, 1238 a.m. Obviously, I knew it was going to be tough to come by then, but you didn't know if the red phone was ringing because this is a pretty important situation. Right. So I just wanted to be there and on it before I dived into the pool of this is going to go somewhere. But once, you know, it hit like 6,000 retweets and you know a little over an hour you you knew this was going to be the national story you didn't want to see the next morning for me it came down to what we needed to hear today which we got to eventually which is a statement from norvell further clarification from both sides the fact that the team did did meet did discuss it um i think it's all important i i think it's a tough time right now to be a student athlete a young black male student athlete especially someone who's about to get paid a whole hell of a lot of money to be a high-level NFL player because he is that good on the field, you almost feel scared to raise your voice. I think we've seen that with Marvin, and I think he overcame that fear, obviously, with the fact that we saw him do this. And I think that's to be commended at some point. But, for example, Jaden Woodby on May 30th tweeted, and this is a tweet, it sucks as a student athlete. You have a muzzle on your political views and controversial thoughts because it can mess up your draft stock, image, and or reputation. I saw that when he tweeted that on May 30th, and I didn't know how to like handle that. I didn't, I didn't want to retweet it and cause the issue. I, I don't like Twitter. I think people know that on this podcast. I didn't want to retweet it and cause the issue of, oh, why are you pushing these political views? You know, mm-hmm. the old stick to sports. I didn't want to hear that. But that's tough. I know, again, Jaden Lars would be very talented football player, but a really smart kid and a really good guy off the field. Cam McDonald, same boat, excellent guy off the field, cares about a whole lot more in football. There's a lot of those types of dudes in the Moore Center at FSU. And I think it's we got to get comfortable with the fact that they should be able to have a voice. Now, the fact is there needs to be back and forth. There needs to be discussion. We need to understand that everybody can talk about this. Even if it makes you uncomfortable, you got to talk about it especially in that climate. There, there's no climate in America from a white-black dynamic that is more encapsulating of a family dynamic than football, football teams. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's important. I think, you know, I think this has played out in the end as people are on fairly the same page. And I, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead. I know Sinone wants to go in chronological order. But I think that's something that has to be remembered about the original tweet. I don't think that tweet is malicious in the sense of let me undercut Mike Norvell. I know people will think it did that to him and that it harms Mike Norvell. But I don't think that's the intent of a Marvin Wilson. I think Marvin Wilson is trying to use his voice and speak up for something that he feels is not being depicted in the current uh, climate in a correct way. I was worried of the long-term effect of that if you have not just a player but the player on your roster, the the captain, the senior, the future top 10 draft pick. And again, like Chris said, a, a really smart, thoughtful, mature young man. 
if you were losing him and, and I mean, guys, he was talking about boycotting workouts, which is not insignificant because his voice carries weight. If you're losing that, then that that's significant in, in my mind. And, and I talked to several parents this morning and some were confused. Some were mad. Uh, people felt betrayed based on the way Mike Norvell worded his comments to the athletic and it felt insensitive and, and not genuine. So that leads us to at 9 a.m. There's a meeting. We've got details of it as it went along, but it was with Norvell players, coaches, entire football staff. And it was in person. Mm. And was, I would have to imagine the first time the entire team has been together since the spring, since the, the coronavirus swept through our country, uh, Josh, you were trying to gather intel and, and getting intel during that, but but please share with us the contents of the meeting and what you're hearing as that that's going on at around nine o'clock or so. Yeah. Well, it all started with the uh, false reports that the meeting was actually being boycotted. So <laughs> that threw things into an even bigger frenzy about five minutes pri- prior to 9 a.m. Um, of course, that was not the case. And the meeting started on time. Um, I spoke, you know, to some different sources and it sounded like the meeting went about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. Um, I don't think the majority of it was going back and forth about the semantics of what was said. Uh, Mike Norvell came in and apologized and owned it. And the majority of the talk was was about action. And I think you saw that reflected in Marvin Wilson's video. He had three main points. Uh, That's up on Knowles 24-7 if you haven't seen it yet. But he had three main points that he wanted to talk about that they were going to put into action moving forward. So I think the meeting was good because they came up with a plan. I I bet a lot of people are frustrated right now. And one reason people are frustrated is because they feel like they don't have they're not doing enough or they they're not able to do enough. And maybe that was some of what was going on with Marvin Wilson when he quote tweeted that. And I'm sure some of the other players or a majority of the players on the team probably felt the same way. But when you start to enact a plan and you go and you do it, that relieves some of that anxiety and frustration. I think that's what we saw this afternoon. Yeah, and I I thought Marv's video, I thought he looked like a guy who was frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm sure he didn't sleep well after his tweet. I'm sure it's been a rough morning in the sense of he's got a lot on his mind. And to surmise that video, keep it brief, it was about three and a half minutes long. He speaks all the time in it. First and foremost, he wants everybody on that team to be a voter and to vote, to have their say-so in the way things are done from a government voting standpoint. Number two, he talked about fundraisers and different things like that going forward to help give money to organizations, help send black kids to college, pointing to the fact that they need more black doctors, more black lawyers. We need more black politicians, more people with say-so of color. And then third, he he spoke about poverty and how it impacts children, and he's how he's seen that in the Tallahassee community. You know, these guys go out in the community. When Derek Coles was here, and now uh, the people that are running the Seminole Life program, they make sure these guys go out in the community. And yes, some of it's to take the picture of FSU football player helping young child in Tallahassee community. Look at us, we're doing a good thing. But it also gives them a view of that local community. And Marv and the guys who have gone out have seen in some of these public schools that these kids are getting free lunch at school because it's the only good square meal they get in a day. He'd seen Mm. fifth graders that he knows is walking home when his first or second grade sibling and having to take care of them because it's a single parent home and the parents working, you know, multiple jobs or over the evening to try to keep the lights on. He's seen that hard part of life. And it's something that 
I think he referenced to a slight degree he experienced as a youngster or at least saw as a youngster. And he's disappointed that he's now seeing it a decade later and that it's continuing on. And it's something he wants to change. And yes, the video was a little bit all over the place, came off as a frustrated guy. But I think his message was plain and simple. Mm -hmm. He wants to do things. One, he he wants people to have their voice. And that's the voting part of it. But two, he wants to do things that help the next generation, the kids that are 10 years younger than him coming up, have it better than he had it 10 years ago, so on and so forth. And yes, he he centered that discussion on people of color, black, young children, men and women, uh, boys and girls. And that's where he was coming. That's what he cares about. That's where he wants to use his voice. And that's where he believes it needs to be used. And I know that's incredibly uncomfortable for some people and people are turning off the pod right now because they don't want to hear that. But that's where Marv wants to direct his attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a hell of a lot better than being, you know, not caring about it or having no interest in making things better for other people. I'm not going to hate on him for it. I didn't enjoy the last 15 hours having to cover a football program with something tumultuous going on. And I kind of wish that didn't happen. But at the end of the day, if something good comes of this, then good. Mm-hmm. Chris, how many how many message board posts have you deleted in the last 15 hours? I mean, probably ballpark 100, 150. Some were just because they were repetitive. Some were just racist crap. Some were people that are not FSU fans coming over and posting on bolts on our message board, just trying to stir crap up. And, you know, it Mm. just is what it is. I'm trying to keep that thing going along. I don't have an issue with people having differing opinions. You can't run a message board and not believe in differing opinions. It's sort of what allows a message board to exist. But there's a certain boundary on each side of the road you got to stay within. And if you're going to get outside that, I'm not going to sit here and permit it because it's going to go off the rails at some point. And uh, I'm just not for that. Sorry to interrupt. Josh is getting antsy because uh, it's power hour right now. And there's a minute. No, we're, doing, we're doing good, Brennan. I'm all good. right. All I'm right. Antsy. I think I think we're both having uh, on that aspect. It's it's a good day. Uh, it's better uh, when I don't fit with it at the very end. You ever, you ever <laughs> notice that? Like the more hands off you are, it's just the better it is. Yeah, I sold a stock yesterday at like a 7% profit. And then if I had held on the full day, it would have been 150%. <laughs> Sounds typical of you. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, back back to more important matters. And uh, Marv's statement that you guys have touched on to me was, was key in all this because we heard from athletic director David Coburn in a board of trustees meeting that, that he said the meeting was productive, uh, that it went well, that, that it was pretty, I don't know about passionate, but, but it was transparent and mm-hmm. people opened up and, and talked clearly, which is the first step there. Right. And then we see pl- other players, uh, start taking a Twitter, like Kevon Glenn had the, probably the most profound statement of anyone saying that you know, we're, or Florida State, uh, I have it written down here. Uh, he said that we love our coach and we're together as a team, which was important, I think, for someone to articulate that. But Marvin's comment is the one that matters because he's the one saying that he was outraged and, and he was hurt. And and you guys went over his, his comments. He understood what Mike Norvell's messaging was to him and and seemed to accept the apology in the sense like, okay, he thanked him for giving him the platform, uh, but then went on in the message and and pretty much talked about the things that Chris said, and, and that was what he cared about and what he was passionate about. And then the end, what seems like the end to all of this, what, what's been an extremely intense and an emotionally draining day is Mike Norvell's, his comments. And 
came out about what three o'clock or so this this afternoon and i was surprised it didn't come a little bit earlier but it, it happened at the end of the day and i thought it was a fair and and he handled it a fair comment and he handled it well and here's what mike norvell said i'm proud of marvin for marvin for utilizing his platform to express his reaction to my comments in an earlier interview Last Saturday evening, I sent a text to each player individually to present an opportunity for open communication with me. Many members of our team chose to respond and have more in-depth conversations about issues and feelings. Marvin is right. It was a mistake to use the word every. Particularly at this time, words are important, and I'm sorry. Once again, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I was given to speak to our team more in-depth as a result of Marvin being willing to express his feelings. We will continue to communicate and work together to be part of the solution, making our world a better place for all. I thought it was also Great. important when they released that statement, they also released the text of the text that Norvell did send to his team. He sent it Saturday evening per FSU. I'll read it real quick. It's good evening, insert name. I wanted to shoot you a short message. Sorry, I can't send video because I'm driving. I wanted to let you know that Maria, Maria, his wife, and I are praying for every coach and player as well as for our country. For all those that have been victims of hateful actions, discrimination, prejudice, and disrespect, we lift them up in our thoughts and seek justice. We live in an unfair and volatile world, but I want you to know that you're loved and counted on to make a difference for our country's future. I know there's anger and strong feelings that come with each day and every experience, but please know better days are ahead because of you use in all capitals y-o-u be safe and please always know we are here for you as coaches and staff if you ever need to talk you have a tremendous platform as member of our Noel family let's be different and let our actions be heard in service sacrifice and respect those three words are very important words to this program under him it's something to kind of bang on constantly service sacrifice and respect Mm -hmm. Thank you for opportunity to coach you and stand by your side. Can't wait to see you tomorrow night in Zoom meeting. That would have been Sunday evening for the Zoom meeting. So that was the text that they sent. Obviously, the issue going back to the original point of this was that Norvell portrayed as speaking to every player individually one-on-one, -on -one, when in reality it didn't necessarily boil down to that because obviously he, he sent this to every player, but he didn't necessarily speak to every player one-on-one. -on -one. I thought Norvell's statement, given the circumstances, uh, it was he handled it as well as he could have. So often, like a side, I feel gets offended, refuses to listen. He apologized. He said he was careless with his words, and players responded. And I think uh, while it seemed like a setback in terms of trust because of the way it was handled, it, it actually gives you, and Josh, you talked about this, it gives you a chance to come back stronger, right? Like there's a thin line. But right now, like, when we mess up, like, this gives you – when someone messes up, this gives you a chance to build credibility. And I think it could have gone easy step way. to that. It could have. It, 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 it didn't have to go this way. Luckily, it did. I mean, it could have definitely took oh, you a told worse me, turn. You told, me, you told me yeah. earlier that I, that, I, that I was being a little overzealous for thinking that it could get really, really bad for, for Norvell in the program. No, I could see how it, how it could. Um, I could see a scenario where it could have early this morning, but I think the way that it played out step by step, um, FSU, the players, the coaches, the university, I, I think everybody kind of made the right decisions after the after the fact. Mm -hmm. 
And I was kind of holding my breath. I wasn't sure if they were going to, if Florida State was going to. And it got around like two o'clock or so, and we hadn't heard from Coach Norvell yet. I was like, is this kind of strange? Uh, but his statement I thought was was poignant. And again, if Marvin Wilson is satisfied and willing to to kind of reestablish his dynamic with his coach and build on it and feel like he now has a platform to where he can get things that he wants to accomplish, accomplish, then that's an important step in all of this. I think for Florida state, they're out of the news cycle now. I know that's something that a lot of fans were stressed out about and felt like they were being attacked by national outlets today, but this was always going to be a national story. When, as soon as Marvin Wilson tweeted that last night, it was always going to be a national story. I think it was handled as efficiently as possible by all sides to, again, at least hear each other out. Uh, an apology, a concession was made, and that gives you a chance to to move on. So uh, I think we can all move on right now, guys. Like I think it's the end of the podcast, and, and I think I, I think for right now this seems like this was handled and, and could be kind of put to rest. Do you uh, agree? Yeah, I just hope that within that locker room that they're willing to kick down the walls and just have the conversations among one another. I think it's important that it's completely an open book for those guys, for the 85 scholarship players, the walk-ons, the 10 coaches, the rest of that staff, that if something needs to be said to one another, say it to one another and just be very direct. Don't, we don't need it playing out on social media because social media has a limited voice and turns into an echo chamber. I hope that in the future that it's handled in person in the manner it needs to be. But I hope that guys aren't scared of saying what they need to say or feel they want to say or just need to say. It's good for the mind, body, and soul if you're like that. You're a family. You're, you know, I know it's not kumbaya and everybody gets along on a football team. I get that. But at the end of the day, you're a family. You're going to go out there and play beside each one, or, one another. You're together for three, four years at a time usually. You know, it, it needs to be a family dynamic in every way. You need to be comfortable speaking on anything with a family. And the only other thing I want to add to this is what well, Chris mentioned being open and still being able to like speak your mind. I think Jaden Lars would be said he was going to have a statement. Was it tomorrow? On yeah, Friday? That's, that's what he had tweeted earlier in the day so, here on Thursday. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, you know, how, how this continues to, to play out. But I think it is important to know that the players have been empowered that they, that the coaching staff nurtured that, Today, this wasn't a, hey, we need to keep everything in-house. Don't do that again. It was the exact opposite. It was mm -hmm. the ability for them to go ahead and, and feel like they can use the platform that Florida State and, and major Power 5 universities like Florida State provides. Uh, and then that's that's a good thing, I think. That's that's encouraging. There's other programs that maybe don't allow that. So so that was a good sign. The only other thing that I'll add to that, I promise I'm done. I think Coach Norvell is meeting with parents tonight via Zoom they get around seven o'clock or so. So uh, again, I think he's going to try to weigh in on what happened today and, and more so allow them to express how they feel everything went. So he's handling this as well as, as possible. Anything else that we want to add fellas? Nope. No, I think All we're right. good. All right. Well, for Josh Newberg and Chris Nee, I'm Brendan Sinone. This is on the bench. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, ho hopefully the next podcast will be a little bit lighter, a little bit more uplifted and we get back to being kind of, quirky and, and ourselves here but but for now thank you everyone for for bearing with us and reading Knowles 24 7's content on what was a a, a pretty draining day uh, but hopefully a productive one for for the program moving forward